Oh my god, wait, the end of the game, you literally call somebody you love and or a person close to you and send them questions. Um I don't know if I can handle this game, B. I mean, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we can skip that part. Sick. Can call this uh <laughs> you know. We're playing by Moss Creep Stone Crumbles rules this time, y'all. Just fuck the game. (laughs) Great. Cool. game we are going to be playing cosmic queers a spacefaring adventure er, cosmic queers spacefaring adventurers haggard from the empty sadness of space we are adults of any age shape look and personality cosmic queers have special space magic that celebrates their identity there's a unique pride in space magic and you have mastered yours space magic is highly regarded and only cosmic queers have the strength to wield it to create our cosmic queers we'll take a 12-sided die and roll it on the table here you can also choose whichever option speaks best to you. You can have as many space magics as you want, so pick as many as makes you happy. Feel free to create your own space. <laughs> Feel free to create your own space magic if you don't see one blow that speaks to you. The only person who can say what your space magic does is you. If you're not familiar with the term, the trans language primer is a great resource to boost your vocabulary on sex, gender, and identity. Um, I'll roll five. So I guess the options are. Bolide by Demi Delphinus Galaxy, Gemini Genderqueer, Aero Aurora, Accretion Ace, Nova Nonbinary, Parallax Pan, Sapphic Singularity, Quantum Queer, Lunar Lesbian, or Tectite Trans. Um, so that a five would give me Aero Aurora. That might be the only one on that list that I just don't know what it means. Aromantic. Oh, is that what that's saying? Okay, okay. Yeah, you don't form romantic attachments. Gotcha. I rolled 10. Quantum queer. All right, I'll take it. I rolled a six. Accretion ace. All right. Is that like like an accretion disc? Is that the the planetary or the base reference? Oh, yeah. An accretion disc is the um, material in orbit around a large body, like a star. Ah. So it's like all the stuff floating around. Cool. Anyway, no, I'll stick with that. Yeah. Cool. I thought these next six pages were like, oh, you choose one from each. But that's not the case at all, is it? No, you can it's do in- as many as you want forever. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate the impulse behind saying things like, you know, you know, roll on this table, also choose whichever one, but also you can choose as many as you want. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Kind of rough game design, I feel like. <laughs> it is kind of funny when these games try to be like a, yeah, you know, it's whatever you want it to be. It's your experience. Just do you. And it's like, that's great. And I love that. But also, like, give me some rules, please. 
I crave discipline. Also, I don't need your permission. <laughs> like, no, exactly. I, do, I was going to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, if, if I wanted to just do a zillion of these, I would just write my own fucking story, which I don't yeah. want. It's like, the, you know, sometimes there's, there's a fine line between a role-playing tabletop game and just some improv theater with your friends. Both are good. If I wanted to do improv theater with my friends, I would LARP. There you go. Exactly. So I guess since we are in charge in literally every decision, because this game is not <laughs> offering to make any decisions for us, uh, should we just like roll on six things and just like choose one from each and then jettison whatever we don't want? Yes. Sure. Yes. What? Th there's three pages. Is that right? No, there's six pages. There's six pages. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll roll first on this first page. And... Wait, wait. I have a more complicated proposal. Hell yeah. Since there are six pages and three of us, we do two pages each. One page we roll, one page we pick one. So I'll go first. And then since it's how my screen is laid out, Syl will go second and then Ricky will go third. So I rolled a three, which means a jungle planet where water flows upwards into clear pools. Syl? So now page two, D12. I got six, which is curving slope of a black hole. I got... On page three, I got feeling that you are being followed. Okay. So our setting so far is a jungle planet where water flows upwards into ice clear pools. There's the curving slope of a black hole and a feeling that you are being followed. And now I actually have to read the things. Let's go with uh, kicking a god in the eye. I don't know what that means, yeah. but I like how it sounds. So <laughs> No dads. <laughs> no dads. Uh, glass throughout. Hell yeah. Nice. I'm going to say scenery passing, only catching glimpses, frozen images at a million miles an hour. So that means, yeah, our setting is, in total, jungle planet where water flows upwards into ice clear pools, curving slope of a black hole, feeling that you are being followed, kicking a god in the eye, glass throughout, scenery passing, only catching glimpses, frozen images at a million miles an hour. So, you know. Um, we have a very clear image of uh, no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Uh, we're we're in uh, Disney's Tarzan. <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure time is really fucked up wherever we are. Yeah, not non-linear. You're right. I should clarify. We are in the Kingdom Hearts version of Disney's Tarzan, <laughs> <laughs> but with Phil Collins. <laughs> All cosmic heroes have four aspects that define their ability to fight the howling winds of sadness. Pride is your ability to hold true to your goals and carry that to others. All cosmic heroes have five points of pride, and when you reach zero points, you can no longer hold back your true feelings. As your pride is challenged, realize that it is not going away, but going out into your world. Choose a four, six, and eight-sided die from the set that brings you joy and assign them to one of the following. Vibrancy. I think, I think that means assign each to one of the following. Yeah, that was my assumption. So, so yeah, we all have five pride, and then their other stats are vibrancy represents your outward queer energy and the color, glitter, and shine you exude into the universe. You do not need to be colorful or flamboyant to be vibrant, but it does help very much. Heart represents your empathy for others and the energy you put in to curate your environment. You may not have the best people skills or extroversion, but you know how to connect and support others and how you need to be connected and supported. And then resiliency represents your stubbornness, your continued power to stay standing when the universe throws it at you. Resiliency is not based on your physical ability, but on your ability to hold strong and positive to your core. So, 
I'm going to say my as yet unnamed uh, Arrow Aurora is going to have four resiliency, six heart, and... Oh, wait, no. Four resiliency, six vibrancy, and eight heart. Mine is going to have four heart, six resiliency, eight vibrancy. Because you know I'm flamboyant as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I love glitter. Wait, shit, I already forgot what I said. (laughs) You had eight heart. Yes, yeah. Okay. Vibrancy was six. Resiliency was four. I'm going to say... Eight resiliency, six heart, and four vibe. Whenever you approach a challenge, declare which stat you are using and imagine what that looks like. Lean in and go as extra as possible. Live in your self-indulgence. No one will be around, no one can judge you, nor should they. Roll the die you have assigned to the stat and compare it to what the challenge has presented. Use the rolls to help decide what happens, but don't feel like you're beholden to the dice. You hold in your hands the reins of your own destiny. Print off a copy of the character sheet or get a digital copy ready to enter in some details. Write down the following information. A name, your pronouns, a brief description of your look, mannerisms, magic style, whatever flavor you can think of, and your favorite song. If you've been listening to Rainbow, you can choose a song off from the album or pick a different artist if you have a specific song in mind, which is, frankly, would be very rude. Sorry, my song is Honky Tonk Badonka Donk. <laughs> I'm so glad that exists. I don't know what that is. Wait, you don't know what that... Did you say you don't know what that is? No, but I'm glad it exists. Donkey-tonk, badonkey-tonk. And I'm sure my life is the bore for it. Ah, nah. Your life is better than mine because you don't know what it is. (laughs) Badonkey-donk, badonkey-donk. That song was playing everywhere in Mobile when I was younger. Wow. Wow. Got it going on like Donkey Kong. All right. (laughs) Shut my mouth, slap your grandma. Lord have mercy, how'd she even get them britches on? <laughs> That's actually kind of a funny line. It's <laughs> a really line. funny line. Oh, man. Okay, um, shit. Okay, character design. Uh, motherfucker. Name. I hate this shit. Seam. Uh, anyone? Ricky, got anything in uh, in mind? Is- for a name? Or just for any of it? Alright, my character's name is um, I'm just gonna okay. I'm just gonna use the first name that came to my mind, and that's everyone's favorite, Ernest P. Worrell. Ernest P. Worrell. Did you guys ever watch those movies? Is that is that the name? Is that the name of the Ernest from like Ernest Goes to Camp and shit? Yes. Oh shit! <laughs> yes. But my last name will actually just be Goes to Camp. <laughs> goes to Dick. <laughs> first name Ernest, last name Goes to Camp. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you said Ghost Dick. Which is also... I mean, that's a also a good name. name. Also a very good last. But it's goes to camp. It's French. Great. Pronouns are earnest. <laughs> um, Alright, well then, my character's name is uh, Hologram Ghost Dick. <laughs> Ooh, I laughed in my camera. That's what you got for laughing at my beautiful name. Sorry, that was really rude of me, you're right. Um, How dare you name shame me. Is that one word or two words? Uh, it's capital G ghost hyphen capital D dick. Okay. It's British. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, pronouns? Um, boo. Wait, boo, you said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> boo and boo self. 
Um, I've decided on my name is Tingle Berrigan, and my pronouns are just they them. I'm not as I'm not as exciting as y'all. I'm not as excited with Boo or Ernest. Right, so we got Ernest. I mean, Tingle. What was your name? <laughs> Tingle Berrigan. Berrigan. That's pretty good, though. So, brief descriptions and favorite song. Hmm. What is what is Tingle's favorite song off of Rainbow? Look, Mannerism's magic style. Okay. Okay. Tingle's favorite song off of Rainbow is definitely Finding You. Nice. A good song, but definitely not B's favorite song. Wow. You're really creating a character. Yeah. uh, This is B. Tingle is a product of my imagination. I just can't, you know, we've been in this for so long that I just can't really tell where Tingle ends and B begins. So I think Tingle is a little older, um, probably like 50s, 60s. They are quiet. What were my stats again? I was pretty vibrant. That's fine. Like, late 50s, early 60s, fairly quiet, but not in a, like, judgy way, more in a, like, you know, they're they're very in their own head a lot of the time. Um, they're a little spacey. Yeah, for, like, reasons that it's probably clear are, like, because they've seen and been through a lot of stuff and found uh, retreating into their head was, like, the best way to, if not survive, then at least, like, deal um, and their magic style, since we, I, what is my space magic? Is Arrow Aurora. The magic style is just like fucking the opposite. It's just hella, hella flamboyant. It's fucking rainbows everywhere and shit. Alright, so, uh, Hologram Ghost Dick is six and a half feet tall, wears a lot of neon, um, but also is like very hard to see. Like, if you look at. Hologram, they like like straight ahead. You can't look like they're like very flickery and hard to see, and you have to look at them out of the corner of your eye. Whoa, that's cool. Hell yeah. See, uh, like uh, very um, like I don't want to say like a party animal, but like like very much like to pull people into partying with them. Um, so that's like a manifestation of their vibrancy. Like their outward queer energy is like yeah, very relational. And um, if they existed in our plane of existence, it would be like the person passing around poppers. Um, and but they're also like pretty emotionally closed off um and their magic style is like very like high energy like you can feel like energy gathering in the air when something is happening mm-hmm. which is like exhilarating but also like very hard to be around how about ernest ernest goes to camp was uh kind of this unknowable technology that was this weird amorphous like mechanical but also also organic being that just kind of existed throughout time and the after it was created by whatever created it um it intercepted a transmission from earth of a tv rerun of the movie ernest goes to camp and that's what informed all of its identity um so ernest goes to camp is a robot essentially that dresses exactly like ernest from ernest goes to camp with a tan hat and a blue jean vest and a gray shirt and just some blue jeans 
I think Ernest was able to make their way to uh, various civilizations and such and always kind of felt the outsider in uh, queer communities and such. Um, they kind of have this energy of like an old gay cowboy at a karaoke bar can get up there, can deliver a banger, but won't really like, you know, won't really make any friends probably. Um, or like everyone will like be like, hey, it's Ernest Goes to Camp, but then like yeah. set somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Um, yeah, it's hard for, it's hard for Ernest Goes to Camp to open up, you know, magic style. Did they talk about how to form a magic style or is that just kind of, nope. whatever. Cool. <laughs> that would be too, uh, too fascist. To <laughs> <laughs> that would be <laughs> make a suggestion about how you might want to play this game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I guess your space magic is accretion ace. So, and what did that mean again? I mean, I know uh, what I know what ace uh, means. Uh, an accretion disc is like the disc-shaped cloud of particulate that forms around like a large body in space, like around a star. Okay, yeah, I think Ernest goes to camps. Uh, <laughs> uh, think that their magic style is that. Hey. I think that <laughs> Ernest's magic style is. I know, I know, I fucking is that. Um similar to the rings of saturn all of these hands manifest from well well keep that rings of saturn part in mind as i listen i was just as i spin a tale of the wow okay so first britney spears broke usain bolt's record by like three seconds and now you're telling us the rings of saturn are made of hands i'm saying i'm saying it as if the rings of saturn are made of hands as if the rings of Saturn are made of hands. As if. I don't actually think that they are. But as if. As if Ernest Goes to Camp is a planet. Is Saturn surrounded by rings of Saturn. But instead of like fucking rocks or something. They're hands. And those just appear. You know. And you can do shit with them. Sick. That's really good. I'm sorry I'm laughing so hard. No please laugh because it's silly. Um, but also, this is based off of the real Ernest uh, origin story in commercials for um, air conditioning units, where he would often talk off camera to a character named Vern, and you could only see Vern's hand. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will call it the magic ritual of Vern. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't talk about the quantum part of hologram ghost sticks. <laughs> magic but that's for me to know and you to find out um okay. and also um uh hologram's favorite kesha song off of rainbow is tiktok nice oh my god i i the <laughs> the rings of saturn being hands <laughs> i i yeah uh, i'm dying okay <laughs> <laughs> funniest thing i've ever heard well i also kind of like that i worded it in such a way that it sounded like i thought the wings of saturn from him, but just to clear the air uh-huh. i don't think that. yeah sure you don't can't believe you destroyed my dream of britney spears holding world record <laughs> <sighs> um what's uh what's ernest goes to camp's favorite song <laughs> oh it's honky tonk but honky tonk <laughs> sure that's fair. I really hope that doesn't come up because I do not want to have to recite any of that song. Okay, that's character creation, I think. And <laughs> the game, like the next page is the, is the all of the all of the game, and then the, the after that is what happens when the game is over. 
All right. I would really like to take a quick break because my computer is being loud. I need to restart it, and I need to pee and learn how to breathe again instead of laughing. Is that cool, y'all? Do what you gotta do. Oh, yeah, it still says no peeing. God damn it. All right. You pee? Yeah. God damn it. Um, Ricky, I do... I want to just clarify, because I am actually still laughing. I... Not laughing at you at all. Um, no, please laugh at it me. Was, Fine. I, I, it was very clear what you were actually saying. It was very similar to the thing where I, like, in my head, misinterpreted Adam as saying that the most hardcore movie he had ever seen was Fern Gully. Um, That's so tight. And it made me laugh for a very long time. It was, it was that. Um, thing. I still, I still choose that to be true. <laughs> Similarly, how I know in my heart that Britney Spears broke the world record. Yes. Yes. And then I guess alongside this headcanon is that Ricky truly believes that the rings of Saturn are made of hands. Yes, definitely. That's why. Can you explain any other reason why no one's yeah. gone there yet? Ricky is suddenly uh, extremely gullible. Or the only one who knows the truth. Oh, Maybe you're gullible. True. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah, correct. You're right. Thank you. Oh, it's also just such a good image. <laughs> Pretty good, isn't it? Of- Saturn or Britney? Saturn. Um, I mean, Britney is great, you know, holistically speaking. <laughs> Tiny hands <laughs> just floating in circles around a planet forever. Um, I mean, hell, I ain't been to Saturn. I couldn't tell you that that's not true. Yeah, I mean, it's not like our cameras are good enough, so. And it's not like the fake news media would tell you if it was. True, true. All right. Um, should we fight some sp- emotional space battles? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. This, the, the quote on this page, like each page has like a, a quote from Rainbow. And I yeah. think Lucy as a goosey and we're looking for some fun is the only one I'm like, not sure what song it's from, which is. I was, I was going to say, cause that doesn't seem like a sentence that a human would write. Down. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's too bad that you don't know that because there's no way to find that out. Nope. It's probably nah. human, but I'm not sure. You are correct. <laughs> well, maybe I was lying the whole time and I actually did know. I mean, I knew I because there's no way to look that up. That was just part of my vast store of cash and knowledge. That's also one of the weaker songs in the album, but... That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about being gay in space or whatever. And also that album, because it's based on that, that album. So, whoops. It's time to fight um, emotional battles in space now. You can do any of the following in any order. <laughs> in any order? <laughs> really? In any order? Uh-huh. That's what the rules what? say. Are you going to contradict the rules? Because they certainly wouldn't contradict themselves. <laughs> <laughs> nope, they would never do that. <laughs> uh, so one option at any point <laughs> is to set the scene and imagine where you are. Where does your battle take place? Another option is take one of the dice that you despise and roll it. Look at the number that came up. Don't do anything with it except pour your hate into the number. Don't touch it after you've rolled it. The stars attack. What does your enemy look at like? Another option is reduce your pride by one and ask yourself if you feel adequate. Tell the universe how the point of pride spins off into the void, how it trails a tail like a meteor as it spins out of view, 
how it dissolves into the radiating ira- energy of reality. Uh, it seems like they just did that for you. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I suspect what you're supposed to do there is be like, one of my things that I'm proud of is this. And I'm like letting that go the universe. The universe becomes more like gay. Uh, like a meteor. <laughs> of gayness. <laughs> I think one of the other options is take one of the dice that you love from your vibrancy, heart, or resilience and roll it. Look at the number that came up. Don't do anything with it except let what it represents pour into you. Hold it in your hand and feel how much you love it. Say what happens after your enemy attacks. Another option is move the dice that you love between your stats so that you have a new die for your vibrancy, heart, and resilience. Your priorities change. How? Okay. Does anyone have a, have a, have a thing they want to do? In any order? Wait, how do we know when it's over? When you lose your last point of pride. Gotcha. I feel like um, we should say when any one of us loses their last point of pride. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm I'm going to be really fascist and um, <laughs> recommend that we do the first one first. I love that no one could ever listen to this podcast because we kind of just shit on these tiny RPGs <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so, like, this is, I mean, this is part of what I wanted to do with this like with recording these things right is like i, I wanted to be kind of critical like I yeah to totally think through what like actually writing these games looks like and how that turns into play and part of that play sometimes is being like i mean coming from a person who mostly grew up playing D and like has played a shit ton of D and whose relationship to D is very much like i don't give a fuck what the rules say i care what the people at the table like want to do and yeah, totally. The person who knows the rules best, I am absolutely in a position to be like, yeah, we are definitely not like hoarding rations or like the longest game I ever ran, which lasted almost two years. We did not gain a single point of experience that entire entire time because no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> like we, everyone was level one, and I just like built the encounters around that, and I had them fighting stronger monsters. I just leveled their like shit down because <laughs> it was like not the gr- the priority of the group. That's also the great thing. I don't know. When I ran a D&D game, I realized, like, I just ended combat encounters when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how much HP these monsters had. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, mm, yeah, you did it. <laughs> you know, because I was just I was like, I didn't know how to make combat NPCs really well at all. So I just did it out of the blue and it worked. I mean, yeah. And so what I've wanted to do with these is like, be honest with the games. And also, we haven't shit on that many of them. <laughs> no, I mean, kind of this one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everyone fucking loved uh, Tiny Stories. There was nothing but praise for that. And Take My Revolution. I feel like there was basically nothing but praise for that. And like, yeah, well, and I feel like we even said a bunch oh, yeah. of good shit about Mex into Plowshare. Yeah. You know, we. I feel like we were less shit talky on that one than we are on this one. I but. mean, this game has already made me laugh harder than anything other than that video. <laughs> UFC glitches that I watched and literally couldn't breathe for like two and a half minutes. Wait, what is that? I have to see that. Oh, it's really... Are you talking about the the UFC? Yes, yes, yes. It's so good. The game? Like a game? Yeah, it's the... It's whatever year of UFC and it's glitching out and there's like fake... People doing fake like Joe Rogan and the other dude commentary. And (laughs) like, I don't even find it that funny, but as soon as I started watching it, I just couldn't breathe. Like... (laughs) Like, I don't think any of the jokes are that good, but for whatever reason, my my body was just like, you are cackling now, and you are not going to be able to stop for the next two and a half minutes. <laughs> it's very good. Yes. 
So, but yeah, this the fucking Saturn hands thing is the hardest I've laughed since then. That is something that this game made possible, <laughs> even though, like, yeah, I mean, we all talked shit about about Moss Creeps and also had a great fucking time playing it completely outside of the intention of the game. Like, yeah, was, totally. It was a good time. Yeah. Okay, so Fash. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. What was your fastest suggestion? Uh, that we start by um, imagining where the battle takes place. Let's do it. I guess. Okay. Also, um, I guess there's what does your enemy look like? All right. Um, anyway, I guess let's. I can. We can just reread really quick. Um, the setting that we established, which is a jungle planet where water flows upwards into ice clear pools, the curving slope of a black hole, the feeling that you're being followed, kicking a god in the eye. Glass throughout, and scenery passing, only catching glimpses, frozen images at a million miles an hour. Oh. A little terrifying. Yeah. So do we want to be planet side or in space to start out? So I think based on what our setting is, I think Sil kind of hit on something earlier of um, it felt feels very much like the setting is like out of time and like detached in space in this way. Maybe like we all come from different places that we're enveloped in this black hole and now we are like chilling. We end up on this jungle planet and we are kind of on that as it's gradually and slowly being sucked into this black hole. So you're saying we came through the black hole to land in this jungle planet or? I think that we are all kind of instantaneously hopping between all these different places via the black hole and completely outside of our own free will. And that this snapshot of this event has us on a jungle planet with the pools and all that shit. I kind of, I mean, the the scenery passing, only catching glimpses, frozen images at a million miles an hour thing, like, makes me want to put us, like, on a train uh, or something like that. Like, maybe more as a visual metaphor than anything else. Maybe everything that happens takes place in the interior of a train car, except for it's also a spaceship, except for it's also just reality. Almost like we can't really understand what it feels like to be in a black hole, so our brain are kind of filling in the blank space in a way where it's like you're passing by these countless eons of time and places but you're on a train and that's why right like if we were if we like pull from friends of the table and use like the visual vocabulary like like if this is a shot there is like uh like 20 silent movie film set of a train car in the background just like very obviously a, a film set but, like, just in the back uh-huh. of everything, there's, like, a giant window and, like, some seats next to it. And then just the rest of the wherever we are is actually where we are. But just in the background of that, there is a train car set. Yeah, as a, as a visual metaphor. Slash as something that exists in our reality. I mean, if, it's a, if that's not a good idea or one that make, like communicates particularly well, uh, we, I can just... Would you mind explaining it one more time? So I'm thinking, like, if... In the background of every shot, there is, like, a really obvious set, like a film set. Just a big piece of cardboard, basically, in the background that, like, has a window in it. And, like, so is set. To, so everything is set to the backdrop of a train car. Whether we are, you know, in actual space or wandering around this jungle planet or whatever, it's just kind of like... Or, like, an overlay in the background. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. It almost feels like our understanding grasping for straws. Yes. Or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Does our battle take place in the train car on the jungle planet? Um, sure. Yeah. Why not? I'm, I'm going to roll one of the dice that I despise. 
Um, pour my hate into the number five. The stars attack. What does your enemy look like? This time, our enemy looks like... I mean, fuck it. I'm pouring my hate into this number. There's a very obvious place I learned to hate, and that was a biological father. Uh, they look like, you know, a cis man. Probably early 40s. Sort of short, built like a worker. You know, like a construction worker. A lot of muscle, none of it aesthetic. The group of them, I guess, look flabby, but are incredibly strong. And... I don't know. Brown hair. That's what our enemy looks like. That's that's terrifying, frankly. It's just a group of fucking construction workers. <laughs> of all the things to pour out of this black hole and try to kill us. So this is a question. Should we each do one of these? Or should we each go or should we go around and each do all of them once? Maybe just take turns on the list or something? Sure. Do you go? Um should I do so reduce your pride by one and ask yourself if you feel adequate. Hologram ghost stick. Um I always forget that's your name. <laughs> <laughs> feels extremely adequate and performs the uh, ritual of plur, which sends like a giant shockwave of a popper. Yeah, like popper paper. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and B, you're going to have to tell me like what the sonic shockwave of this is because it's some sort of Kesha thing. And I don't know. I don't have the knowledge. So it would either be let him talk, which is kind of almost a metal influence pop song does that sound right sure so we've got uh like rainbow poppers let them talk shockwave ritual of plur that like shatters most but not all of like these big panes of glass that are sort of projecting like outcroppings from various places around us and the dad's some of the dads are injured, but also they're just extremely disoriented, both in a physical sense of like having their like misanthropy and rage dissipated and replaced by an unfamiliar feeling and also being extremely vulnerable to the flickering of time and space around them. Like they're just noticing that a lot more and are like more disoriented by it than they were in their initial approach. Words. Uh, a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm also just going to say, in the interest of time, should we just say that we have sort of a collective pri- amount of pride? Yeah. So now we're down to four, so they're going to do that, to that move four more times and the game's over. Oh, it's my turn? Take one of the dice that you love from your vibrancy, heart, or resilience and roll it. Look at the number that came up. Don't do anything with it except let what it represents pour into you. Hold it in your hand. Feel how much you love it. Say what happens after your enemy attacks. I'm going to choose Vibrancy, so four-sided dice. I'm going to read what Vibrancy is about. Vibrancy yep. represents your outward queer energy and the color, glitter, and shine you exude into the universe. You do not need to be colorful or flamboyant to be vibrant, but it does help very much. I think that Ernest Goes to Camp is reminded of the regulars at Ernest Karaoke Bar that Ernest frequents. The regulars that you know, this is like a working class, like karaoke bar, probably in some place similar to like the United States South, um, maybe in a town that doesn't really have gay bars or anything. So but people know that this karaoke bar is the gay bar, even if it doesn't call itself that. So a lot of the regulars you get in are just kind of look like they're coming off a construction site or coming from a factory or any of that kind of stuff. And so Ernest goes to camp is reminded of those people when Ernest sees the sees the enemy 
And I think Ernest thinks about the ways that people of that sort can let go of the artifice of toxic masculinity and be themselves when they find these types of places. And so Ernest goes to camp, looks at him, looks at him right in the eye and says in a very mechanical voice, I sure am glad it's raining. And starts singing the song from Ernest Goes to Camp called I Sure Am Glad It's Raining. And all of the uh, construction worker types start crying. Hell yeah. I am going to not do the next thing because I don't feel like... Rearranging your steps. Yeah, I feel like that's not really the point right now. (laughs) Um, So instead, I'm going to do the pride one. I'm going to reduce our pride by one and ask myself if I feel adequate. I do not. Uh, Tell the universe how the point of pride spins off into the void, how it trails... A tail like a meteor as it spins out of view, how it dissolves into the radiating energy of reality. Tingle is somebody who has spent a lot more time than they would like to admit in exactly these sorts of karaoke bars and has spent a lot, a lot, a lot of mental energy um, avoiding them. Like, probably, probably has spent more time thinking about how they're actually bad places. And, like, Mm. coming up with uh, excuses not to go to them than, you know, people who go there every night spend thinking about them. (laughs) And they've seen, you know, they've seen the joy of these kinds of uh, exchanges before, but have never really allowed it to speak to them. So the the point of pride that they are going to sort of take and let off at the same moment is an understanding that, yeah, people need a place to be themselves and to learn to love in new ways. And they shoot that off into the skies like a meteor. And I think I'm going to executive decide that that ends this encounter with the dads. Cool. Which is kind of me uh, setting a line, if that makes if that's cool. Yeah, of course. <sighs> do we want to do like scene setting collaboratively and then dice rolling stuff individually? Or does that like make sense based on how we've been playing? Or I don't know. That makes sense to me. It makes sense. Um, so do we want to just let, set up a new scene collaboratively right now and then set, jump into Sil's turn? Sure. Mm-hmm. I like, I'd like jumping around a lot. Personally. Yeah, that makes sense with the environment that we're in. I feel like kicking a god in the eye mm-hmm. <laughs> would be... So I feel like we should be off the jungle planet. Um, yeah. I don't know if that means we have like fucking shot through the black hole into somewhere else entirely, or if we're just like approaching the black hole. I don't know which one seems more dramatic. I feel like this whole time, like part of the reason that we're flickering between things is because we're on the edge of the black hole. And so time and space are just super dicey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also maybe the black hole is maybe the eye of the God. Also maybe it's sort of like quantum leap where we don't know really why, what causes us to jump between places. But after we accomplish these tasks of defeating these enemies is, is when God, <laughs> the, the eye of the God is like, all right, now you can move on. Sam Beckett. Sam. Ziggy. Ziggy. Sam. How can one show be so good and so fucking bad at the same time? Also, why did the, like, intro sequence where it shows Sam, like, the Vitruvian man, but, like, kind of naked, make me so horny as a kid? I mean, you know, (laughs) who's to say why we're the people we are today? (laughs) Thank you for reviving a memory of 
definitely jerking off to quantum leap. Like a mental image of that as a child. Hey, you could have had it worse. There's definitely people out there that saw Al in his weird space suits smoking cigars and were like, oh my God, that's the sexiest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Sorry, what were we talking about? Um, Oh, we move on after we've like completed. I think we've all moved on. (laughs) I wonder if there's images of Scott Bakula just in the onesie. Things I don't need to know. (laughs) Wait, so the the black hole is the god's eye. Mm -hmm. I found... (laughs) Sorry. I found a... I found a baby onesie that just says property of Scott Bakula XLXO. (laughs) What? That's not good. What? That's not good at all. What? (laughs) I just... uh, I'm going to put this in the general chat if anyone wants to look at it. I think that's bad. I just don't understand the market for that. That has to be made by a robot, right? That's not a real thing that someone has the idea for. (laughs) That sounds correct. (laughs) On who'smybaby.com. <laughs> um, what are we doing? I think we just talk about Quantum Leap now, which is weird because I've never seen that show. It, there's some episodes of that show oh. that are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great show. Wait, so do you know the basic premise, B? Yeah, some people jump into historical figures or whatever and then do stuff. One person. Scott Bakula. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sam Every Bakula. time. Sam. But he has like a team. No, he has he has Al and Al is like a hologram. With a good, uh, has this yeah. been about Quantum Leap the entire time? <laughs> oh wow. You, you got me. You're from the alternate reality in which Al jumped around. Oh wait, <laughs> also, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's why I'm a quantum queer. That's why that's my, my my fucking cosmic queer. Holy shit. Y'all didn't know I didn't. that I've been revealed. <laughs> Wait, didn't you say something that you were going to reveal later also? Oh, <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but yes, it was that. It was definitely uh, yes. that. Good, good, good. So where are we? <laughs> In the space of the rainbow game, where are we? We're, um... Okay, so we're going to kick this black hole in the eye, I think? Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Are we on spaceships? Or... Nah. We, do we have mechs? Can we just fly? Like, is it just, is time so weird we could just walk to the black hole? I imagine being in, like, a cloud of space dust. Hell yeah. Is it made of hands? <laughs> <laughs> Rick, yeah. Ricky, can you... Ernest, can you um, cast something to, like, surround us all in clouds of accretion disks of hands that float us to the edge of the black hole? What is this? I can do my best. (laughs) Sorry, I spent so much time trying to find the picture of Sam Beckett from the intro of Quantum Leap. (laughs) Um, What are are we doing? It was just, like, the idea that there was a dick there. Yeah, right? I feel like they put some extra smoke there so you couldn't see it. Yeah, that was the whole thing is it was there was definitely like a a suggestion. Yeah. An idea. A ghost dick. And I, I go holy fuck, it just keeps coming together. This is crazy. Every moment of our lives is just like right here now. I saw Quantum Leap as a kid so that I could be on this adventure with hologram ghost dick right now. Oh, and hologram like Al. This is <laughs> 
<laughs> Isn't that wild? Isn't this wild? This is fucking up my whole reality. All right, so we're on the edge of the black hole, Which surrounded one are we by on? clouds of hands. Yes. Preparing to kick a god in the eye. Yes. And now, Syl, take your turn. I feel like I just took my turn. I'm gonna pass on to somebody else. Okay, Ricky, you want to go? Yeah. Which one of these are we on? Uh, we're just jumping at this point. Okay. Um, feels narratively interesting to you right now. I mean, I guess we already did the. What does your enemy look like? Uh, it's the black hole, right? Oh, that's fair. Yeah. It's like the the yeah. eye of the god. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Wait, I just realized that this doesn't ask me to roll these dice at all. It just asks me to hold them. And feel a certain way about the dice. No, it, it says to roll it. Does it? Yeah. Uh, take like take one of the dice that you love from your vibrancy heart. Oh yeah. yeah. Look at the number that came up. Don't do anything with it except let what it represents pour into you. So you do roll it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Except cool. psychologically, That's a, yeah. because you know, like yes. if you roll a d4 and you get a four, you're probably gonna feel like you should have a better result, and so you will. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Which is a legit, yeah, thing. But also, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, that makes sense. And, that makes sense. And or you might, I guess, have associations with a given number. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. I'm going to reduce our collective pride by one. And as I am approaching the eye of the god, the black hole, the Saturn's ring of hands that surrounds us, I'm kind of controlling those to go towards the black hole and grab it. So there's all these, all these tiny, 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 tiny little hands that are attempting to, like, grab this black hole and just like pull it open so what's my point of pride that spins off into the void well and i think it just doesn't work because it's a black hole these are just hands and my pride should just take a hit from that uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love that but i think you're also supposed to like project something like positive about you into the universe and like make that a part of the universe more you know like does that make sense like yeah I mean, if you don't want to. Like about me personally or about Ernest? About Ernest. Also, I put the soundtrack for this moment in the chat. Oh, I can't wait. To... <laughs> That's not what I expected, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, wait, it won't play that and let me be in the th- channel. If mm-hmm. I could tell the world just okay. one thing it would be. Um. That makes it really hard to concentrate. <laughs> I'm sorry. So this is supposed to be... Ask myself if I feel adequate. I don't think that um, Ernest Goes to Camp ever really feels adequate. You know? Ernest Goes to Camp never quite feels like Ernest is enough. For the people around Ernest. For... Even by Ernest's own standard. Um, I don't know about the other part. So I'm gonna, that's it. My my spinning circle of hands isn't doing much, but it was able to grab the black hole itself. Sorry, I was still listening to Jewel. No, that's fine. <laughs> I was hoping it was gonna be this the quantum leap because uh, that shit rules. Slaps. Yep. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let's see. Theme from Quantum Leap. So, Tingle has four resiliency and six vibrancy. So, resiliency is their worst stat. And they are going to roll that. 
So I'm doing the move that is take one of the dice that you love from your vibrancy, heart, or resilience and roll it. Look at the number that came up. Don't do anything with it except let what it represents pour into you. Hold it in your hand and feel how much you love it. Say what happens after your enemy attacks. I'm going to roll a d4 that I love and get a 1. <laughs> I'm going to look at the number that came up. And I'm not going to do anything with it except let what it represents pours into me. Pouring the one into me. Uh, I can't hold it in my hands because it's uh, digital. Then I'm going to say what happens after my enemy attacks. So we're getting attacked by a black hole. Or at least Tingle is. Wait, if the black hole is the eye of the god, Uh can we even conceive of what the rest of the god is? I think theoretically we could. I don't think at this moment Tingle can, definitely. (laughs) I think it, it... I think the attack is just what would happen if uh, a bunch of small hands started grabbing at your eye is the black hole blinks. Uh, I mean, that that has pretty gnarly, uh, uh, whatever the word, implications. Right? Like, I think what it looks like from our perspective is that um, they're, I mean, like, very, very basic shit. Suddenly, and only very, very briefly... Where there was a giant well of gravity, there is no longer one. So gravity Whoa. is completely fucked. Nice. For a split second, this like massive mass of nothing is suddenly gone for just, you know, what, an eighth of a second. And there is there is no anchoring. There is I feel like it feels like you're going to ex- like implode or explode. Implode. Um and Tingle is not a particularly resilient person, and they rolled poorly. And so I think they like I think they kind of, they do what they do, right? They they revert back into their defense mechanism, their, their survival strategy that they've definitely relied on for way longer than it was useful as a survival strategy, and they just kind of go blank and, like, are completely internal for at least the next scene or two. Damn, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I am going to, still same enemy, um, I'm going to roll heart which is my lowest attribute. It's a D4. And I get a four. So, okay, let what it represents pour into you. Okay, um, so yeah, heart is not hologram's strong suit, but they're going to do their ham-handed best to, like, protect Tingle as the um, god starts to uh, shake whatever we might consider its head. Fuck. That's a lot to think about. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the fuck we were thinking, kicking a god in the eye. More like, what was this god thinking? Blinking on us real good. Yeah. So in terms of the god shaking its head, I think that is like we're back in the gravity well. But instead of things like flickering now, it's like everything is being slingshotted like back and forth. And so... Um, disorienting both space and time-wise, but, like, you have that drag that happens when, like, you're being flung this way and then that way, so things are, like, speeding up and slowing down, and physically, like, the pull and release of, like, gravity are sort of, like, but Hologram has also, like, cast some sort of energy field around Tingle to try and insulate them from some of that with limited success. Nice. Who's next? Me. So I'm doing the take one of the dice that you despise and roll it. I rolled a five. 
I think that Ernest's many, many hands are being forced to like loosen their grip and they were kind of holding the eye open in a way, but like wasn't able to do much more than that. As they lose their grip and eventually like fall from the eye, those that fall kind of like join together into one giant hand. And rather than try and grab the god's eye, it just makes one big finger and pokes it real hard right in the middle of its eye. And I think when that happens, the eye shuts completely. But as it shuts completely, so does everything around us. We are suddenly just three things floating in an infinite black void Uh with no sign of anything around us whatsoever. So do something with that, B. I think it's time for Tingle's space magic to come into play. I'm going to reduce our pride by one. I think at the beginning of this, Tingle does not feel adequate. I hope by the end of it that they do. So we didn't quite kick a god in the eye, but we did poke one. By God, that counts for something. That's that's pretty fucking big, especially when the god's eye is a black hole and its head is shaking. True. (laughs) What the fuck is its head? Its eye is a black hole. I'm proud of us. Awesome. So I I think I said early on that Tingle's space magic is sort of the opposite of them, whereas they're, you know, sort of older, sort of heavily internalized. Their magic is just straight up rainbows and colors and unicorns and shit. Um, So this eye shuts. We are floating in an infinite space of of darkness and uh, Tingle just sort of erupts. It's, you could kind of think of it like if, uh, you know, in Annihilation, when I don't remember which characters they are, get turned into um, like trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that. If that was a joyous scene, Whoa. Tingle just bursts with life. That's really cool. Everywhere but their eyes. This isn't a conscious choice for them in some way. Like they are they are choosing to do it, but they are still afraid of what they're doing and worried about their actions having consequences on the world. But they're also unable not to just create life. And... The, the space that comes out of Tingle has like, I think, I don't, I don't know that we see a whole lot of it, but it's sort of like the, the Twin Peaks opening shot, um, the, the, the credits sequence rather, uh, you know, that shot of the, of the waterfall in front of the Great Northern. Yeah. It's like that, except for the water is going up. It's still kind of like foggy. I would say if there's music to this, it does have some of the indus- the sounds of industry around alongside the sounds of nature, but I don't know that we actually see industry because this may or may not be a populated world. I don't really know how powerful Tingle's magic is. Yeah. But yeah, there is it's like it's like the Twin Peaks waterfall, but like upwards into into a, a beautiful pool of of like icy clear water. That's cool. I like that a lot. And that's where we are. Uh, and now we have one point of pride left. You know, hologram is all about the queer community and party situation. And so I think what happens next is that world is, um, or at least that part of the world in our immediate vicinity, and maybe the whole world is suddenly like filled with cosmic queers who are erupting in celebration and dancing to some Kesha bangers. And um, with donkey donk, but donkey donk thrown in for good mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And collectively doing some sort of magics that are just a giant final loogie spit in the god's eye. <laughs> Beautiful. Fuck the police. <laughs> Most importantly. Fuck.
When you lose your last point of pride, time stops. You must confess your true feeling. Take the contact information for the person close to you and reach out to tell them you are playing a game and that this is part of it. Then choose from the following list of questions and send them your answer. You may choose as many questions as you wish. Who attacked you and how did you prove them wrong? How did you let go of control and what freedom does it give you? How do you exercise self-sufficiency and what joy does this bring you? What universal goodness do you see in yourself and others? When did you first realize that you were going to be all right? And what message do you have for those who sought to bring you down? How do you exercise your own demons? And how has this let you move forward in your life? This is this is some like third year therapy breakthroughs. <laughs> um, Damn. How do you find opportunities to connect with those you love? What is the strongest sign that things will get better? And how do you gather yourself to journey ahead into happiness? How do you show others that hurt you? What do you feel when you dance like you're world famous? What's one article of clothing that makes you feel sexy? And how do you absolutely rock it? How do you your relationships from the past kindle those you nurture today? What do you get when you meet Godzilla and fall in love? That's like <laughs> the last song on Rainbow. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where in the universe is your home? What steps are you taking to reach it? Whose help will you need to get there? Yeah. So I think none of us are probably going to do that thing, but that's a part of this game. And that's interesting. And also, yeah. you describing that as third year of therapy questions is maybe the highest praise I could imagine giving a tabletop role playing game <laughs> that is like, do I mean, this is trying to do. I mean, to be fair, like, I know we've kind of been joking about it or whatever, but like, I do like really think it's neat that a tabletop game attempts that, mm-hmm. you know, and a tabletop game that attempts to make you like, in a way sort of recontextualize its own themes and apply those to people outside of a game as part of it you know i think that's an interesting idea and even if like i think (laughs) the game itself would need to be much more detailed and much more like rules specific for me to feel even remotely prepared to take something like that on yes you know in relation to this game but i do think it's really neat that it tries to do that yeah I don't know. This is, uh, yeah. I feel like I, I have I have dunked on this game plenty as we were reading the rules for being deeply unclear and like also super wishy washy about what it's actually asking you to do. Yeah. This has been like truly joyous. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like one hundred percent. That's like the thing that actually matters, right? <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. I mean, like, we took something sort of amorphous and made something really fun out of it with some honestly pretty sick sci-fi ideas in it, you know? Yeah. Good job. You'll find a rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 